Let's reignite the fire in your romance with Robert Kosick on The Sam Malone Show on AM 1070 and FM 103.3. The answer. Yes, baby. Yeah, baby. Mr. Till and I enjoying some good old stories off air. Which means, because I'm in a great mood. Like, first of all, I'm always yes, in a good mood. Are. Everyone says that. You know what's your problem alone? You're always happy. Well, I'm blessed. Woman last night, Princess and I were in a van. She said, you haven't gotten any older, she said. So this woman, like 10 years ago, she said, you haven't gotten any older. I'm like, good. And I put my around Denise. Good loving from your wife and great scotch. And you will That's not it. age. There you have it. So America, let's get ready here. Inhale. Exhale. Let some of that stress out. Some of that agita pariatariano. Some of that spokes in the gazinta. Hey, be stay Yiddish. Get that stress out. Now let's focus on what God has ordained man and woman coming together in marriage. As we find the Genesis 127, it's time for our world-famous marriage talk segment. A boomer of a, of a bit um, for 10 years now. My wingman for all 10 has been Robert Kosick. He's an author. He's a marriage coach, church deacon. Wrote the book Honor the Vow, V-O-W, honorthevow.com. Mr. Kosick, happy Friday. That's a great intro. He's not there. Is he there? Mr. Kosick? Robert? Oh, hey, I'm there. There you go. All right. Oh, so, hey, I was saying it was a good Friday until I noticed a typo in the text I sent you. <laughs> but I'll get over it. <laughs> oh, was there a typo? I don't know. Yeah, I put a typo in there. You'll Buddy, we're saving, we're saving marriages, not spelling grades, okay? <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Here we go. So we're going to talk about the glory, sanctity, holiness, and steaminess of marriage. And Mr. Kosick writes the marriage tips you can find on our Facebook page, Sam Malone Show. This is marriage tip. He has written three hundred, now three hundred and eighty-six marriage tips. We need fourteen more to get to four hundred. You think we'll do it by the end of the year? Fourteen? That's tight. Make it well. Yeah, that's tight. So I'll read it, and Robert Kosick, who's our uh, go-to guy, will explain. So marriage tip number three hundred eighty-six, America, is emotional sadness equals love. When I first read this, I was like, "What?" Let's be, let's be clear right out of the gate, he writes. We are not saying physically inflicted pain is okay. And we're not saying maliciously driven emotional pain is okay. Now that we're clear on that, what we're saying is that when you experience emotional sadness, it's because you actually care about the other person and what they think about you. If that wasn't true, you wouldn't be able to care any less about what they think, say, or do. So situations which can cause emotional sadness. One, feeling unloved or taken advantage of. Some people are just better at being emotionally there for others. Since opposites attract, it's not unusual for one spouse to be the giver and the other spouse to be the taker. However, this is a great area for compromise because takers can be great givers. They just need to be told what to what to do and when to give. Robert Kosick on our World Famous Marriage Talk segment. Yeah, so this is a really particular area where perspective is everything on this one because so many couples um, you'll find that whole opposite attracts thing. Uh, I would say opposite is complete. It's a little more accurate. But what happens is you may be a giver and you're constantly giving, giving, giving. Well, the people who are attracted to givers are takers. That's why they're attracted to them. Uh, and so, unfortunately, the people who are giving can tend to feel a little bit uh, taken advantage of because they're always giving, and the other person isn't naturally a giver, so they don't even think to give. 
It's just it's not natural for them to do that. But they can be. It's, it's an area where instead of getting rid of the resentful about it, it can be an area of great improvement and success in your marriage. All you got to do is just be a little bit more explicit with the taker and say, hey, I would love for you to stop and buy me flowers on the way home every once in a while. I wouldn't mind you writing a card. I would, and just tell them, hey, don't forget our anniversary is next month. And don't forget to buy something and show up for it. Right? Show up. Hey, can you at least show up for it? I don't ask a lot in our marriage. No, 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 don't don't plan the business trip or whatever. You know, it functions out on our anniversary. So it's just natural for people to, who are takers to not think about the giving aspect of it. And they just assume if you're not saying anything, you're happy. So say something. If you want them to be a giver, go ahead and give. Now, some people will warm up to that and do it. Other people not. I had a friend of mine whose wife has been telling him for years and years and years, just stop and get me flowers. And he just never thinks to stop and get flowers. I even texted him one time, heading home, get your wife some flowers. So don't forget. And then he does. Then he stops and gets them, but he just doesn't naturally think it. So remind them to be givers, and you can actually have a great opportunity to grow together in that area instead of being irritated right. at them uh, right. for not doing it. Absolutely. World-famous marriage talk segment. That's what you're listening to, America, as our emails come in literally from Baltimore to San Diego. The second part with Mr. Kosick and I is feeling shortchanged. Feeling shortchanged is when you feel like your spouse has time for everything. And anyone but you, which is not good and not healthy for your marriage. But unfortunately, it's normal for spouses to steal time away from each other to give to others. The simple solution is to map your time for the week into four to five main categories. Sleep, obviously, work or volunteer, your chores, your kids, alone time, spouse time, etc. Then plot your time. You'll likely be shocked at how little time you allocate to each other. Robert Kosick. So the average time that couples spend in close contact conversation uh, per day is like a minute or five minutes, something like that. Super, super low. Can you imagine going through your whole week and you don't spend even five minutes talking about something less than something superficial with your spouse? There's no way you're going to have a great relationship if that's all you do. And so unfortunately, when people are being pulled in different directions, the kids, uh, elderly parents, uh, different activities and stuff, it's like you wind up with the leftovers. And if there's even any leftovers there. And so people can get very resentful at that and resentful at those other things. You'd be doing great, wonderful volunteer work. And people can be very resentful of that because it's always about the other thing and about not about the person. In fact, I think I told you one time when I was writing the first book, at one point my wife walked in and she said, just publish the stupid book. <laughs> the damn book. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing a book on marriage and I need marriage help. <laughs> so the book is going to cost me to get a divorce. Uh, but what she was saying was we're tired of competing with the book. Because he gets so absorbed in it, right? You want to finish it. The first book, you're really excited about it. So I agree. I'll finish it when I'm traveling around the world. And, and it all worked out well. But it's one of those things where you can get so consumed in something, it's real easy to forget there's people behind who really want your time, who really do care about you. And that's why they're upset. And that's why they're emotionally sad is because I really do care about you. I want you to love me back the way I'm loving you. And I'm sad that you're not. And then I get resentful and anger and those kind of things fall out if you're not careful. Amen. Our world-famous marriage talk segment on our Facebook page, Sam Malone Show. Robert Kosick, uh, marriage coach, writes, let's see, the main point. There are many more areas that can cause sadness. Well, this whole segment's sad. I hate talking about sadness. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I'm a you know, fun-loving guy. 
I know, but there's a silver lining to it. There, there's a sad to it, but there's a way to make it a happy thing. Good. There may That's be... why we always have the hot and heavy, too. So we'll have the hot and heavy to make things happy again. Hoorah, which I really... We'll have a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> Careful how you say that. There are many more areas that can cause sadness, but these two are more common. The point is you're sad because you truly do love and care about your spouse. You just want them to love you back the same way. So rather than give up on him or her, teach them how to be givers. And be intentional about scheduling and protecting your time together. Robert Kosick. So your time that you were just talking about with Denise, you know, you had this time together, you're at a function, it's lousy weather outside, it could have been a miserable end to the night, and you decided let's not make it a miserable end to a night, let's have some fun. That's all you have to do is somebody who doesn't necessarily think about those things, remind them, let's have some fun. You probably may have just been kept on, let's just get home, we need to get home, i got to get up early tomorrow. And Denise said, hey, let's go ahead and flip the channel a little bit and do something more fun. Just remind them to do more fun because you want that time together. So take a look if you're sad in your, in your relationship. Just look at it as an opportunity to grow together and to become stronger together, not something to be resentful about, and you'll have a fantastic marriage instead of having an emotionally upside-down marriage. Hoorah. Pretty simple. You know what's really hot is when your wife says, let's get a room, and you don't have luggage. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that, you know, it was raining and storming. And I, you're right. I had to get back. We've got a lot of projects to get, take care of, you know, the media, the marketing company. And I swear for all, I was like, ooh, hotel room. So, so the moral of that story is we should all be storm chasers. And just yes, the- yes. Wear, a, wear a suit and a dress to a storm. Be near a nice hotel and run. Uh, here's a hot and heavy marriage tip. Uh, the final part of our world-famous marriage talk segment is called Bow Drill Flint Rock Fire Torch. I had to read this three times. There are several methods available to... Start a flame. Which method you choose is somewhat dependent on how much time you have in the environment you're in. If you got lots of time, you may opt for the bow drill method, which slowly builds heat that eventually generates a strong fire. The flint rock method is a bit faster because it creates a spark, which generates a flame that eventually leads to wildfire. Of course, if you're really strapped for time, the fire torch method creates an immediate raging fire that can't be extinguished. I would read it three times until I realized, I'm like, why is this guy talking about forest fire so much? Robert Kosick. What <laughs> <laughs> hell's that all about? <laughs> okay, so, so since number 104, we started the hot and heavy tip, and, and it's, it's getting a little bit more difficult to be creative in this section to talk about huh. the exact same thing every single week. So I thought we'd have a little bit of a puzzle and put it together. But for those of us who are, don't necessarily catch on to what we're talking about here, we do have a decoder at the bottom to help you out. So it's just different ways to approach this area of your marriage and to have some fun. You can jump right into it. Like we talked about a couple weeks ago, you want to do that now? Yes, we only got 20 minutes. Let's go. All right, you jump right into it fast You're using the fire torch method. You're hot and heavy right from the get-go, or you may take your time if you got more time. There's all different ways to have fun in this area. It doesn't have to be the same method every single time. Just do things differently. Take your time sometimes. Do it fast sometimes. Do all three sometimes. It just doesn't matter. Have a great time in this area. It's something God ordained. He wants it in your marriage, so enjoy it and have fun in it. This segment brought to you by the Galveston Hotel and Motel Association. Come visit. (laughs) (laughs) Bring your wife. Good times. Big waves. Good times. Oh, Robert Kosick. Got to wrap it up. Good job today on our world-famous marriage talk segment. And it's amazing that this was our 386th marriage tip 386 written by Robert Kosick down on our Facebook page, Sam Show. Yeah, what's more fun about it is what makes it a little more difficult is every single one of these is unique. I haven't repeated one yet. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. Good job, buddy. 
Appreciate what you do. Thanks for helping married couples out there who are listening across America. You too, my friend. You have a great, great weekend. Roger that. Back in a second, America. We now close out our world-famous Marriage Talk segment on AM 1070, The Answer. Listen, baby.